they say that history is written by the winners. For Israel, the days around the 14th of May are cause for celebration. Celebration of the establishment of an independent state of Israel declared by future Prime Minister Ben-Gurion in 1948. But for Palestinians and many Arabs, the day after, the 15th of May, is commemorated very differently. The word Nakba is Arabic for cataclysm or catastrophe. But for Palestinians, the Nakba, with a definite article, has come to mean only one thing. Their disaster that resulted from Israel's independence and the consequential 1947 to 1949 war, a war known by them as the Palestinian War and by Israel as their War of Independence. I'm Charlotte Leslie, and in this podcast, I come to you from the 75th anniversary commemoration of the Nakba here in London. And we will be hearing what the Nakba means for Palestinians and the Middle East to this day. Excellencies, honorable members, ladies and gentlemen, please be upstanding for the Palestine National Anthem. It now gives me great pleasure to introduce Dr. Hussam Zomlot, Palestinian Ambassador to the United Kingdom. Your uh, Royal Highnesses, Your Excellencies, Honorable Members of Parliament, Honorable Mayors, Councillors, Community Leaders, distinguished guests, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all for joining us on this somber occasion. I am humbled to see so many here for the 75th commemoration of the Nakba. I appreciate that your attendance alone is a statement of solidarity and recognition of our collective pain. For this, I thank you. Allow me also to express my gratitude to the many people involved in putting together this evening's historic commemoration, from the Palestinian institutions back home to our very devoted team at the Palestinian mission here who have worked tirelessly, as well as our very cherished Palestinian community in the United Kingdom. Also. My appreciation goes to tonight's speakers and artists. I thank you for giving up your time and efforts and you being serious about further knowledge of this immense and ongoing injustice. Without a firm understanding of the Nakba and without redressing the grave injustice it spelled for the people of Palestine, there is no hope for a just solution, my and without justice, there can be no peace. We have here this evening um, the Right Honourable Crispin Blunt, 
Uh, he is a member of the Conservative Party and he's been Member of Parliament for Reigate since 1997. He was the Parliamentary Undersecretary of State for Prisons and Youth Justice within the Ministry of Justice from 2010 to 2012 and Chair of the Foreign Affairs Select Committee from 2015 until 2017. And Crispin is a former Joint Chair of the Council for the Advancement of Arab-British Understanding. It's 40 years since I first visited Israel and the occupied Palestinian territories. That visit made as a tourist, political student and serving soldier presented me with the undeniable evidence of the unresolved dispossession of an entire people from four-fifths of their original territory. Jerusalem, the occupied Golan Heights, the empty ruins of former Palestinian villages in northern Israel painted the picture of what I saw. But the background to this visit were the massacres at Sabra and Shatila, which provided the current affairs background of the day. 35 years of catastrophe was no exaggeration then. So my friends, one day when I was a young boy, my father took me by the hand. He had bought his first car and wanted to take his father and his oldest son, the three generations of the Nakba, to come on the maiden journey with him. I did not know where we were going, but after a short drive, maybe 45 minutes or so, we stopped. All we saw were ruins. And I wondered why we had come until my grandfather explained that this was what was left of our village, Simpson, to the very north of Gaza. In 1948, my grandparents were forced out of Simpson due to the advance of Zionist militias who were acting without restraint, engaging in massacres across Palestine. At the time, my father had been a toddler. He was carried in my grandmother's arms, tied to her chest, so she could hold his siblings. My family headed south, but stopped before leaving the country at my grandfather's insistence. I was born in a Rafah refugee camp in the most southern part of Palestine. I grew up in a Rafah refugee camp. I was educated by UNRWA with a tin roof and barely enough tables and chairs. Our visit to Simsim, my friends, distinguished guests, was my grandfather's first visit back. And, and with the village demolished completely and overgrown, it was unrecognizable to him until he found a tree, a tree that used to stand by their house.
like to introduce now to you Dr. Amy Shalan. And Amy is chair of the British Palestinian Committee, which is an independent advocacy organization, organization centering on Palestinian voices. And also she's director, co-director, I beg your pardon, of MACAN, which is an educational organization that delivers workshops and training on Palestine. Amy, please come and join us. I was born here in Britain in the 1970s. And while there have been develops, developments over the decades, talking about Palestine has always been a challenge. There are certain words, such as colonial or apartheid, that we're told we should not say. The suppression of Palestinian history and Britain's own role in the dispossession of Palestinians is nothing new. But the Balfour Declaration which promised away Palestine in, as Edward Said put it, flat disregard of both the presence and wishes of the native majority is directly connected to the situation today. <laughs> So it's, it is apposite that uh, our next speaker is Francesca Albanese, who is the UN Special Rapporteur for the Occupied Palestinian Territories, who's bravely been carrying out her mandate, a mandate given to her by the Secretary General of the United Nations, Antonio Guterres. Francesca. The British mandate has innumerable responsibilities along with the United Nations, in fact, not just for being there during the Nakba, but for enabling the circumstances that made the Nakba possible. And these weren't reflection and action. It's certainly a positive development that this year, for the first time, the United Nations has called for the commemoration of the Nakba. At a tragic moment, for the Palestinians under the yoke of occupation, a 56-year-old a occupation, underscoring the importance of both the present and the past in order to move forward. That brings the event this evening to a close. People are moving to the front of the stage to congratulate the performers in the big hall in the central Methodist church, right beside Westminster Abbey and the Houses of Parliament. I'm Charlotte Leslie. I'm director of the Conservative Middle East Council, and I am speaking to you from the now closing commemoration of 75 years 
since the Nakba and for many of the Nakba. Thank you very much and good night. Blue.